so hello and welcome to episode 71 of Dropping the X, an unofficial Hunter Hunter podcast. Today we're going to cover basically episode 79 of Hunter Hunter, No Good NGL. I'm joined by Diego. Hey guys, what is happening? I was pretty close to just not introducing just now. <laughs> you could have just kept going. It would have been like, yeah, just see how long I can keep you talking without me coming in. Like, whatever, you recognize this guy's voice at this point. Yeah, yeah I feel like after 70-some-odd episodes, you guys should be accustomed. Um, we are missing Bullet Beast, though, because um, work and life, again. It just, this, this schedule that we're on, it's not providing good for him because he works weird hours, and then sometimes people quit out of nowhere, I suppose. Yep. So, you know, but he's working more hours and so he's gonna get more money which is cool so good for him sure so um the one piece of news we have is tv rankings from april 29th to may 5th um, which is the last week and hunter hunter is tied for 10th place um with pokemon of all things yeah there was a huge dip in every in everybody's viewership because of uh golden week Obviously, the first day or the first start, the start of Golden Week dips everything. Because um, there's no other explanation as to why. I mean, I personally can't think of anything. If you've been watching the anime and it's been getting like record, you know, it went from five to four. Um, why it would go all of a sudden to three point one when stuff's actually you know happening? And so far, I've been entertained. I don't know about you, but I've been. I've been somewhat entertained. Yeah, I've I've been enjoying it. But so yeah, it's it's tied with Pokemon, and hopefully next week it it comes back up when people come back, and which would be this Saturday, this Sunday. So today's episode, um, actually proves to to bring that back up because it was a good one in my opinion. It's all right. Um, yeah, I wasn't totally blown away, so... No, I, I had I had a couple little things to say about it, but obviously we'll talk about it when we cover the episode, which... Is now? I guess, yeah, since we have no other piece of news. Obviously, being Golden Week, there was no weekly Shonen Jump, so there's no scans or anything for it, which is the only other place that we get pieces of news. Um, and now that we're in this arc, there's not going to be too many giveaways, just because they still want to keep some stuff, obviously, spoiler-free for people to, to watch and pay pay attention to. I'm assuming the next piece of news that we might hear, um, and this is just speculation, will be... Well, not speculation in regards to the first part, but about the movie at some point. We're going to get information about the new movie. Um, and then information about whenever he comes back, <laughs> if he ever does. If that happens. If that does, we're, we've already gone through five months throughout the this year without any sort of information on that, but we're still hopeful. And uh, maybe a video game of some sort. I could see that being released, um, just like the one that was for PSP at some point. Um, maybe around the time for E3, there'll be information about it. Who knows? Again, this is all just speculation. There's no... There's no concrete data, except for the movie. We know there's a movie coming, but as far as when we're going to get information, no idea. Right. So, episode 79, uh, 
is basically about the group's arrival in um, NGO. They arrived in the next country over because obviously because they issued technology, you can't exactly hop in an airship and I don't know. I don't even know if you could land. You'd probably have to parachute out. Yeah, but then by the time by the time you parachute out, you obviously have parachutes, which are a big <laughs> no-no. I would imagine. Yeah, because that's metal and and polyester, and it's not made natural with natural ingredients and anything synthetic is a big no-no. Right. Um, so you have like upon their arrival. Obviously, we know Poco and Ponzu and their two friends were headed to NGL, but. The conversation the driver's having with Kite basically clues him into, like, all right, we were the last people, basically, to figure out that these ants were here because it seems so. He he says, basically, like, he brought um, ten trips worth of people. Mm-hmm. So the arrival of the ants has not gone unnoticed by other hunters, even though, like, these are the only people we're exposed to, obviously. Right. Well, I mean, um, I guess when it switches from that scene to Pogel and the other group, right, they're on horseback riding or they're just, you know, on there and they're like, yeah, you know, there's going to be a lot more groups. Obviously, they all heard the distress call, which is why he's there. It's that reason of like huge monsters, someone help. And then, ah, I died. Yeah. And uh, then we got to see, which is all filler from here. This is this was all filler. This wasn't even in the manga, but that little interaction between ponzu and bogle where he's like he's like yeah i'm gonna be a great hunter i gotta like do a good job i'm a new hunter you know i gotta show him what i got i gotta why are you putting up so many flags show you already like you already came to the girlfriend at this point like (laughs) and she just hugs him from behind and i was just like oh my god madhouse you are literally going to just fuck with people's emotions on characters i didn't even care about And I can't even imagine for the characters like the one emotional scene in this in this arc is just I don't even know. I I, I think I'm gonna just lose it. I bet they they screw it up, and it's not even gonna be sad. It's just gonna be like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. I'm really, and you know, in honesty, I really want to see how that's played out because obviously with the chapter, um, you we've read it, we covered it when it first came out, and the very um interesting way that he went about it with just dialogue for a while yep. you remember that yep like i really want to see how that's you know translated over to to anime but um again just this scene right here was just proof enough that it's like okay they are filling in little gaps that obviously tagashi just kind of either mentioned for a little bit or just kind of you know skipped over and just basically giving us more character development, which I don't care. I mean, I, I don't mind at all. It's cool. But, again, it's just kind of like a, a, a little foreshadowing of, of what's to come. And if you can't guess, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we got the next scene after that was when the ants were together. They're like, yeah, you know, we're having, like, the names. And then we got a new village that popped up. So go here, go here. And then there was the cheetah ant. And then the snake ant, which I, it's like Chidu, and then, God, I can't remember her name. Zazan. Zazan, thank you. Um, and then they're like, yeah, well, we're going to go uh, check out this village. Uh, 
we're just going to kill humans for the sake of killing. Like at this point, what's what's the what the biggest threat to the to the ants are, are the ants themselves because they're all becoming independent. Yep. And they're not paying attention to what the queen wants because they all have names now and they're just out to kill for the sake of killing. And I believe this is where uh, Melior Ron is introduced. Yeah, because um, they talk about how he never shows up to the meetings. He and Yunju is the other person. And Melorian, that guy, is um, he's a chameleon, if you couldn't tell by his name and his face. And his ability, So he kind of fades in and he's like, oh, he's just being quiet. Because they're going to blame him for Yunju not being there. <laughs> and uh, they immediately just start in, like, why is... Uh, Colts, rather. Because Peggy doesn't seem to care as much. Like, why isn't Yunju here? And he's like, didn't I just say I was going to get yelled at about it? And he's like, look, he's just busy doing his own thing. He's out killing people. Yeah. And Colts, um, because he was the first one and he's so dedicated to the Queen, he's just is not very understanding of people um of sorry of the other ants developing their own consciousness and having their own things they want to do or own ways they want to do it because you accept orders and you do them and that's it yeah from that point forward he was just kind of pissy the whole entire time trying to figure out a way and then we get to see where the the other ant is and he's just basically going after the people with the guns and uh they're just going through the forest and killing them and they're all running away and they're having fun because one guy gets tossed at the other guy yeah (laughs) it's like that is how you stop bullets you just throw bodies on top of bodies because the whole entire time i'm going what how are they not able to shoot these these ants because they have guns and they're all running away. I think probably one guy got slashed half to death and everyone else was just like, screw it. They're like, uh-uh. I'll just pee on myself. This is let him get torn apart by these guys while we run. Well, they all ran like bitches. I mean, it was it was very apparent that they were like, I don't want to have anything to do with being here. It's also possible that because the, the guys they were shooting earlier are like, I don't know, grunt level ants that were getting done in with just bullets and these are like squadron leaders and some of the more powerful ones that are able to talk. Well, at the, at towards the end, we kind of see the dude with the multiple hands, but the other two, I still don't understand again. I'm, I'm sure cause these are technically filler scenes. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's really not like I can go back to the manga and be like, all right, that happened. But you know, because this, this again, I don't know if you guys, um, follow but the Tagashi was getting really lazy with his artwork around this arc around this time and so all the shit that he uh, all his panels were just shit basically they didn't look out any good and and everything was just kind of like half-ass so half the time when you look at something it's it's not going to come out looking as great so i'm sure that they the um the um madhouse had to do a lot of, of filling in which is what this is all about yeah. But um finally they get to the uh the trees where uh the guy drops them off uh, the, the kites group gone and and all of them they get dropped off at, at the border which is like the it's like this tree bridge where it's kind of it works as a terminal 
and they do like customs there. And um, they have computers. Yeah, and they were they're like, why? How come you guys have computers? And they're like, well, because this is an NGL. Plus, we have to be able to to scan people, give you an X-ray, a full CAT scan, making sure you don't have anything, anything metal or right. any other technology device implanted in you. Like, you don't have a pacemaker that you need to live. Yeah, that's not that you can't put that in there. Um, I did like where they put when she was like, or uh, the the guys, the two men were describing the things that aren't allowed. And they're like, any any metal accessories that you have? And the dude's like, the Asian guy's like, what about my glasses? Nope, can't bring those in. So he's like, I guess I'm not going in then because <laughs> I will not be able to see. And then the later on. It's split in like half. Yeah, there's. I wouldn't even call it half. It's literally it's like two you, of the, yeah. It's, you can't take your clothes if they <laughs> if they are not um natural but you know good news we have a store upstairs that you can buy new clothes in it's like oh okay so it's a scam yeah fine girls like nope not gonna be naked in front of you guys because fuck that <laughs> uh i'm just gonna chill here chew my bubble gum the other guy the other the bear guy it's I don't probably know why just because she can't give up bubble gum it's like no nope, i have to go inside and no gum the whole time no Mm-mm. so that is not gonna work or was it because of the silicone implant? Because he did, did they did mention that, and I laughed. It was like any silicone enhancements is how it was translated. <laughs> as I was like, wait, what? It's like so if you have a boob job or a butt job, then you can't go into NGL. Yep. That sucks. Oh well. Yeah. Which begs the question: How did these guns get here originally in the first place? The they talk about confusing? it. They're like, no, I know, I know. They talk about it afterwards, but it was one of those like, "All oh, right, that's true." It's like people um, as they get, in, they walk into the other room. It's like, okay, time for the full body scans. It's like because people have hidden body, hidden gun parts within their body, They've hidden cameras and cell phones in their rectum. I'm just like that's just too much. To <laughs> Like you could build a camera at this point, and it will be less hassle. And like people up there, like people have trained animals to bring them a laptop once they get inside. Well, that sounds like a way better idea. Yeah, it's like I would just get use some net or something, and just call some sort of animal, like a hawk or I don't know, a Pegasus. Yeah. Kind of like what Jin was writing, whatever the ten-titted frog with wings. Just have that shit come down and just be like, okay, give me all the guns now, please. <laughs> so um, the people that are left over are gone, Killua, Kite, uh, Dinner, and then the other oh, – crap, I don't know this per- – I don't know if it's a man or a female. I have no clue. Yep. The little – The black kid? little black kid, yeah. It – this episode looked like a girl, but it's not going to matter. Okay, right. I know. It's not going to matter. Yeah, so they all they all switch into their, these cool clothes um, that look exactly like karate clothes, I guess. Well, Stick Dinners does a lot. Yeah, it's it looks like pretty a much a key. And the others look like kung fu clothes, I think would probably be closer. Okay. Kung Fu. Yeah, I could see that because the Bruce Lee pants. But um, 
Then the only obviously since there's no technology in this place, the only method of transportation is horseback riding. Yep. That's why they're charging you out the ass. Yep. <laughs> Twelve thousand so like, rental fee. Yeah, so they get fucked over for horses and so they're like, Okay, fine, you know, we're only gonna rent three horses. Um Kite's gonna ride with a little black kid. Uh, Stick Dinner is going to ride by himself, and then Gon and Killua are going to ride together, and Killua is going to ride the horse like a badass. <laughs> Just standing on the back like of the a horse. Like a jerk, really. Because yeah. it's not even necessary. <laughs> it's just like, why? Just because. I mean, in the manga, that's how he, that's how uh, Tagashi drew it. But it's still, it's just like, why? Just, Just sit down, man. The horse. This is dangerous. Yeah, it's okay. I'm using Nen to stick to the horse. Okay, and then we get your favorite character introduction. Did we? I don't know. Did you mention that you liked him, Koala? I probably did, but then in this episode, I didn't feel it. Ah, uh, maybe it was the voice. It was probably the voice actor. Yeah, he has the manliest voice. I did not think that he was going to sound like this. Well, he is an assassin, so... Well, that's true. Sense. That is very, Yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. Um, but we get introduced to the little koala, who has a bottle of water, a jug. And, I don't know uh, what he's killing people with. With water? That is so crazy. Like He is killing people with water. Like water comes spilling out of their heads after they die. Well, basically he... Well, I guess the way that I interpret it, is that he shoots he shoots the water into the head, goes through the skull, and then that's just brain fluid coming out. Yeah. Like that's it, cause, it could be water too, but I'd like to think that it's brain fluid because uh, that's awesome. Because <laughs> brain fluid is, is is clear. So he's wearing a little suit and Mickey Mouse shoes, and uh, he's encountered with this huge guy holding up a log, and he's like. Get away from me, you stupid koala. So, koala's like, who do you think you are um, telling me a superior human what to do? And the koala is just like, so what makes you superior to me? And the guy gets mad and just swings the tree trunk at him. And it doesn't do much damage. And he's like, didn't your parents teach you to answer people when they ask you a question? And he kills him. And then yeah. um, Melorion kind of appears there and is like, you know, whoa, don't just go killing people because they're not useful to us if they're dead. And he's like, he could make meatballs for the queen so she could eat it today. I'm like, okay. Uh, but he also tells them that he doesn't like humans who don't understand their place, which is basically to get terrified when they see us and just, you know, lay down and die. Yeah. But he kills the... He's like, yeah, you ought to do worry. Like, as your squadron leader, you know, you can't be killing people because you need to feed the queen. So he's still kind of taking his thing. He's, like, kind of keeping with his with his role. He's like, you know what? I have no problem with it. Um, I don't care. But you should just... You should do this from now on. You shouldn't kill them. You should bring them alive. And then we switch over to the... Uh, another filler scene. Um, where we see, uh, 
this rabbit-looking ant. We'll find out his name later. And uh, he kidnaps his little kid, and then Colt shows up, and Colt's like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> no, he's stop like, stop it, <laughs> put it down." He's like, "But he's like, the queen doesn't want anything that small. Do better." And he's just like, "So I'll eat it." He's like, "No, you will not eat it." And he just like throws the kid into the bushes. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole entire time I'm just laughing. I'm like, this is just a little girl or a little boy. I don't know because I couldn't really tell. But my God, just fucking be like, ah, oh, okay, fine. I won't do it. Dunk. All of a sudden you hear like tree trunk hit. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh, nothing. Just permanent head drama or head trauma. Kids just crying. Yeah. And you could, you could, like you infer um, for the koala especially that – a lot of his annoyance with humans is his um, original personality, but you, with Colt, it's very obvious that a lot of his sense of justice and, and right and wrong um, from Kurt is still there, and that's why he's objecting so much to the ant's behavior. Which is kind of yeah. awesome. That doesn't necessarily become clear until the very end, um, but this is—I mean—you can kind of see it. it it's kind of been. It's foreshadowed throughout. And it is pretty cool because, again, it wasn't just their physical traits. It's also their psychological traits, too, that get transcended between generation to generation. Um, after that, we got to see um, Pokel's group again. right? They, they come up on, on what appears to be a dead body of one of the uh, NGL Freedom Fighters, which is what I'm going to call them from now on. They're not really freedom fighters. They're fighting for some sort of freedom. And dude is, like, when he looks at him, he's like, yeah, this dude is part of the group that makes the drugs. Like, okay. And they didn't get killed by people. This is clearly... He got wolverined. He got animal slashes in his back and in the other guy's back. And his pistol, because he unfortunately had a pistol while everyone else had automatic weapons, is still next to him, so... He fought with a gun that's not supposed to be here, and whatever killed him didn't use a gun. So, and they were all like, "Holy shit! There's guns in here! What? But it is NGL." And um, the whole entire time they're doing this, there's some dude up on horseback on the top of a cliff, looking down on them, and he's kind of like enjoying the view or kind of making sure they're not doing anything wrong. Because um, gone and company have. Uh, a man and a woman following them uh, allegedly for translation and and running into dangerous tribes but really it's to watch them yeah making sure they don't fuck up um but once they're done or while they're meanwhile while they're still investigating the dead body um all of a sudden three ants pop out of the um of the woods and these three ants had just talked to the koala actually who told them that you know if you want to join uh, an, an actual group that kills ants Yunju. or kills humans, huh? If they want to join Yunju, right? Um, because they work for Zazan, who's apparently terrible. Yeah, like the he doesn't really do anything, or she doesn't allow them to kill um, humans at, at their at free will. Meanwhile, Junjun uh, is that what you call him? Yunju. Junju. U Y yeah. sound. Oh, okay. That. Um, 
he lets them he lets them kill humans at free will, and so they decide to attack the um, Pokles group, and they come out of the woods. And Pogel's like, okay, give me a second. Run as fast as you can when I tell you to. And he pulls out his... Uh, he now, he has up a, his hand. now he has a nen based bow and arrow. Yep. As opposed to the legitimate bow and arrow. Well, it's a, I feel like an, a, a, a nen bow and arrow is probably going to be a lot better than... Yeah, because you don't have to carry it around. Right. But his uh, his power is called Rainbow Seven Spectrum Array. So obviously he has different colored arrows for different things, and the one that he happens to use this time around is the red arrow, which uh, once hit on impact, it will light the enemy's head on f- or contact point on fire. And so he shoots it at one of the bugs, and the bugs gets around the head and explode, or it lights on fire, and then they fall back. And then, dude that sees what's happening from the horse on top, while finally sees these bugs, and he's like, holy shit, I need to warn someone. And then Carla comes behind him and kills him. And he's like, there's no hope. Yeah, well, any people have hope. Yeah. Because there's a possibility, now that he's witnessed it, that he could run back to people... Tell them they could call for more people to come in. Like, no, I'm not gonna let that happen. Yep. And um, uh, Ponzu in running away trips. And I was just like, oh, come on. <laughs> there are three of you running away. Four if you include Poco. And the only one to fall is the girl. Well, because like, you know, you see what's gonna happen here. It's a trope. He comes in to save her. And so it kind of like solidifies more of the relationship between the two of them. Like he saves her. It's like, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Let's go. You're my then, hero. Then he later asked her to be useful. It's like, okay, could you tell people what's going on here? Yeah. Well, her again. She hasn't gotten her hunter's license. All she knows is how to do the whole bee thing. Uh. And I think at one point he mentions, or Poco mentions that with the current team that he's with, he's that they're fucked. That they have no chance of surviving against these ants because they're stronger than what he thought they are going to be. I mean, granted, he took all three of them out with his bow and arrow, but I don't know if he realized that these were just the grunts and that if he was to find someone else that was stronger, then, then they would be screwed. He still seemed kind of sh- like shaken by the whole experience. Uh-huh. Um, even though he doesn't realize yet that these are just nobodies. Well, I so, mean, I figure, I, I feel like I would be shitting myself too, though. I'd be like, holy fuck, what are you? Yeah. Why are you looking at me with your huge eyes? Let me pull up my arrow and shoot you in the head. So, um... After all this thing's happening, they all of a sudden, after they, they basically kill off all these little minions, they hear a, was it a yell or some sort of gunfire? And um, the scene pans over to this cave where clearly shit has gone down. Um, yeah. All these NGL freedom fighters are outside. Bodies are just torn to bits, blood everywhere. Um, and as you walk in, there's... Uh, there's the group from earlier 
where um, they're coming up into the cave and killing everybody inside. And this is where you see the dude with the multiple hands drop a shitload of bullets. Like, I guess people shoot it at him, and he just catches them with his hands. So he just lets go of the bullets, and then the mosquito-looking lady's got, like, needles that she shoots. Because then there's this other guy who's just covered in needles. And then then we see a close-up on this desk with a with an ominous dark figure which i shredder yeah shredder (laughs) shredder (laughs) i'm gonna assume that it's gyro or gyro however you pronounce his or gyro gyro um however you pronounce his name that's totally him because they mentioned in the beginning when they showed up that they were they were working for him so it's logical to believe that the ants knowing he was the human king were looking for him and two, he's the source of the gun, so why not? Exactly. Is as far as they know, at this point, like guns are the only threat to their existence. Um, they're not really aware of Nen yet. Not yet. But then we kind of see this whole, like, who's the shadow figure? What's going to happen next? Like, the one guy is like, dude, what do we do? And the other guy is just like, I don't know, die or <laughs> He's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out, I suppose. Like, we have guns here. They'll just hold our ground. They can't get past us. Because weapons. Yeah. And then that's the end of the episode. And then we see a preview for next episode. And we see people getting their heads chopped off. Um, more Pokal, more Ponzu. It's finally happening next episode for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, people are going to die. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Pokal and... Poco and, and Ponzu and them, like, that is very key to the story. Mm-hmm. I, I just, why they made it potentially sadder, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know, but I know that I didn't care about them before, and now I kind of care about them after that whole entire little little part where it's like, yeah, I'm going to make a great hunter, and then all of a sudden she hugs them, and it's like, aw, aw, Madhouse, what are you doing? So, um, yeah, that's, that's, and that's the end of episode 79. Um, again, it's actually one chapter for the whole episode because there's a lot of filler, yep. uh, which again, I am more than okay with because it's implied filler. It's, it's stuff that's mentioned in the manga, but never shown. Um, it actually shows how the koala guy actually kills because in the manga, it's kind of like, uh, ambiguous as to how he gets the kill, but here it's obviously really clear that it's with the spit or with the water jug or whatever. So we obviously know that this guy's pretty strong. Uh, yep. It's used to develop the fillers, used to develop the new characters, uh, which again I'm all for because character development is one of my favorite things about this series to begin with, and uh, it's more of a a very violent filler, too. Yeah, I mean, all of Gyro's gang, I mean, obviously, it's you make that conclusion um, based on what you hear of what's become of Gyro, but, yo, things got rough fast for his group. Yeah, I think the, 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 the one scene that really just capitalized everything for me as far as this filler goes is when uh, 
the guy's hoof is over that dude's head and he's like stepping on it and there's just blood gushing everywhere I wasn't even necessary yeah I was like oh man I yes thank you where was this in the very first arc I don't know but thank you Like, why didn't that one guy's eye get knocked out of his head? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's really funny going back and talking about the show back then where it was like, oh, remember how peoples were getting impaled up on spikes and shit? There was no blood? Yeah. That's very different now. I mean, and obviously because it had to, because a lot of this arc is about people getting killed, unfortunately. In alternately cruel and sort of disgusting ways because the the threat basically doesn't have any sort of empathy and the same way you would have no problem with killing a bug they have no problem with killing you nope because they see you as posing a threat to them because you have weapons and their king and their queen is what's important along with the king future king future king at this point right he has an He's he's nothing but a mere seed right now inside of his be- of the belly of the mother. Yep. So, um, anything else about the episode you want to discuss? Um, not really. I mean, everything was animated very well. Um, I enjoyed uh, the actual uh, the way that they animated the chameleon guy. Yep. Um, that's pretty badass. The obviously the whole going in and out of um a focus and still being there and shit like that was pretty cool but i'm really i'm really again really if this anything pumped up my my wanting to see how they treat that scene that i told that i talked about earlier just because again they're making me care about two characters that i totally didn't even think two seconds about when i when we first started watching this cool um in terms of melorian i really liked his style. I was looking and noticing how many of the ants had tails. And um, just his beard. Because it's weird. Like, why do you have facial hair <laughs> the- as a um, as a chameleon and his his regular hair is like the little of it we see from underneath his hoodie that he has. Yeah. It's kind of cool. The uh... Plus, I think he's one of the, the very few to have both pants like a, a full suit right like he's got full clothes like he's got both a hoodie and pants yep um because clearly he looked at the people and he didn't feel comfortable not being it's like he had a moment i mean because azan has on clothes to a degree too he looked at people he had a moment and just like i, I can't be naked it's not fair <laughs> if these these pathetic animals that aren't nearly as strong as we are i can't go invisible um, aren't naked. I can't be naked either. Well, he's certainly. I mean, the callout. So that's I forgot about him. But he was. He has a full on fucking suit. It's not like yeah, because he's an assassin. Yeah. And he has to. Be, he has to be well dressed at all times. Of course. Of course he does. So. So yeah, that's the episode seventy nine recap. But uh, we also got an email. Um, God, I forgot his name. Urban Lee something AC. 
I was wondering what you guys might have on the ways in which Killua and Gon's powers might develop if they manage to live to the ripe old age of maybe even Biscuit, so 50s. I ask considering that a few of the other really powerful characters have experienced really cool upgrades to their powers with time, most notably the president. I was thinking that sort of like Boranchi in Toriko, Killua would be able to amplify electricity to make it self-regenerating in an attack. I'd gone showed us what one of his potentials is, but I was wondering what you guys would like to see from him. I'm kind of hoping he does something cool with his hair, though I guess Palm already has a hair ability. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be very, very hair-based, because, um, again, this is spoilery, but when he transforms, he goes all Super Saiyan and shit. Um, he doesn't use hair at all. It's all his punches and kicks. So he's very, it's going to, it's all physical attacks, again, obviously because of an enhancer, Enhancements. It's all about. I mean, he could enhance his hair to like. He could. How? A kill. Uh, Kilo's dad uses hair, right? Uh, to bind up his injuries and all. So you could make your hair strong, and I don't use it as a weapon. Why you would? I don't know. Uh, when you consider all the other parts of your body that are pretty efficient as weaponry, um, in terms of, I don't even know. What I, I feel like to be to I feel like um, for the electricity thing with Killua, uh, it, it kind of you kind of see how that develops because he gets to develop it more than Gon does. Um, Gon obviously yeah. has the biggest power up because of the whole transformation aspect, but um, it's it's still very much physical. Uh, but Killua kind of gets to have that. What I would like to see from Gon, though, is obviously the evolution of the rock, paper, scissors thing. Because he had the rock, mm-hmm. and then he had the paper, which is like a flying attack, you know, something that just kind of attacks from far away. Um, something that's scissor-based. I don't know what that would be. Like, he just puts an end in his legs and just cuts you, or just... Like, I don't know how that would even go from there. Um, I can't remember, because it's all based on what they... The explanation that Biscuit gave on what they meant to the um, martial artists during the time when martial arts was illegal. I think that's where he got the the idea for paper being an emission attack. And again, what scissors would be? I don't uh, know. Again, um, I would just want to see what kind of how he's able to do anything after after coming back to normal because. That's one of the things about this. the end of that arc is that it was resolved so quickly. Like, okay, Nanika just kind of takes away the, the bad thing, and then he's back to normal. And then it's like, oh, there's no there's no more fighting. There's no nothing. There's no reason for him to use his Nen. So does he even have Nen anymore? Does he, does he have the ability to switch to that form and be able to use it and fight with it? Does he? It's all these little things that you add. You know, there's no. Yeah. Yeah, there's questions because we haven't seen him do anything. It's kind of like the thing happened. He's fine. He shows up for a reason, and it it all gets it trying hard to keep people involved, engaged with this part of the episode, but. Something that we've been waiting for happens, and it's very much just a talking event. So, and we don't get to have access to that conversation. It's just like, oh, hey, 
you know, there's so much I wanted to talk to you about, and we talk for hours, and the sun goes down, and it's on top of a tree. And you don't really, he doesn't come out and say, oh, well, you know, this is what happened to me, and I felt the loss of my nan, or my nan, um, I still have the ability to use it or whatever. Like, it's not a part of the conversation, so we wouldn't see that until the next arc, if it happens. At, yeah. you know, is that this rate? Well, one chapter, an episode, so... We have time. <laughs> if that's what we're st- if that's what we're at now, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. No longer are we going through them like fucking five at a time. No, no. Now it's just one with filler. So, Tagashi, get your ass back to writing. But we, you've already seen that tree if you paid attention. Yeah. So awesome. Probably looks like yeah. all the other trees, except the big, huge. big tree. So yeah, um. Was there what was the other part of that question? I totally forgot. I, I kind of just focused on that whole. Um, um I think that uh, was right, the only was question. It. Like, how do you foresee their superpowers right. developing? But um, thanks for emailing us, AC. Uh, again, if anybody else wants to email, the email address is hxhpodcast at gmail dot com. You can hit us up on twitter dot com slash hxhpodcast or facebook dot com slash hxhpodcast. You can also meet up with us at the website, which is hxhpodcast.wordpress.com, or you can leave us a three up to three minute voicemail at 954-324-7722. Just say it's for dropping the X or for the Hunter Hunter podcast, and it will be forwarded to us for us to play on air. Yep. And that's always cool. It's fun listening to you guys' ask questions online. Yes. So, um, thank you for listening to this episode. Yep, episode 71. 71. Of dropping the X on Fletcher Hunter Hunter podcast, and we'll yep, see, see you guys, guys next, next time. time. And don't forget, the climax is.
時を超えて」